New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. So I trust you to speak through this vessel, and I thank you that we have ears to hear and eyes to see. And I tell you right now, devil, you have no authority over this over this time, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are bound. And I place the blood of Jesus over everything that pertains to this. In Jesus' name, I thank you for it, Father. Glory to God. Okay, the name of my message is Traditions of Men. Glory to God. And I have a little subtitle. I've never had that happen before. But as it goes along, I think you'll understand why the Lord gave this to me. Time's up. Time is up on the traditions of men. Glory to God. Some of the words that we've given for 2022, Brother Copeland said, it's a year of correction. And I think, I believe that's what the Holy Spirit is doing He's doing it in my life, and I trust he's doing it in your life as well to bring correction to us. But praise God, when we receive correction, he said we'll have direction, and we'll have protection, and we'll have perfection. So being corrected is a good thing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And Brother John said this year would be a, t a time of turnaround. And it goes right along with correction. Turnaround for me meant turnaround in our thinking, in our feeling, in our acting, and in our speaking. It's time to overturn wrong thinking about God Amen. and his kingdom, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And I, I began to, to get uh, thoughts on this on February the 6th in our prayer time. While we were in prayer, to my left I saw a big box. And I knew that it was the traditions of men. And I knew that my tradition, one of my traditions was in there. So what I did was place the fire of God upon that tradition, my tradition. So that's what I want to talk about today the traditions of men, and how it impacts us. Our, Kenneth Copeland said this, and it just went so well with what the Lord has been teaching me. He said, misguided religious traditions are sneaky. Even after you've learned better to believe them, they can creep back into your thinking. If you don't watch out, Traditions can slip up on you because they've been prevalent over the years. Oh, Jesus. The word tradition in the Greek, Greek means a giving over or an act of giving up. And the Webster said delivery, it is the delivery of opinions and doctrines. That which is handed down from age to age. Jesus. The Bible tells us that traditions of men will negate the word of God. I want us to look at Mark 7, verse 13. This was at the time when the Pharisees came against Jesus. And they said, how come your disciples are eating without washing their hands? Big deal. And Jesus said to the Pharisees and the, and, and the scribes, and they said, why do you come against the traditions of the elders? Instead of saying, this is what the word says, they said, this is what our elders are saying. And how come they're not doing what they're saying? But Jesus told them, he said, make, you make the word of God of none effect through your tradition, which you have delivered 
and many such things do you. And the Amplified says, you nullify and make void and of no effect the word of God because of your tradition. And the complete Jewish Bible says, you do away with God's word in favor of rules handed down. We've had that in the church for centuries. And God is wanting us to be restored back to the absolute truth of the word of God. God's word says, because of your traditions, you have destroyed the authority of God's word. We're doing that. When we hold on to some sacred little thing that we may have been taught, the saying has always been around about grandma taught it and we bought it. And that's what's happened so much in the church. Traditions cause one to sin against God's word. And Matthew 15, 13, it's a Matthew's account of what Jesus was talking about in Mark. He said, in this one, he said, Why do you transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? The Pharisees were concerned about what their elders were saying. Oh, Jesus. The NIV says, Why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? In the message it says, why do you use your rules to play fast and loose with God's command? Traditions keep us captive. Colossians 2.8 in the NIV says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather on Christ. The Weymouth says, Take care lest there be anyone who leads you away as prisoners by means of his philosophy and idle fancies, fancies following human traditions and the world's crude notion instead of following Christ. We are to take care if it this is God speaking to us. And if it doesn't say it in the word of God, I don't care how many hundreds of years it has been taught. If it's not in the word of God, we need to put it down and take up the word of God. I have been hearing so much about what happens when people allow traditions to take hold of them because of something that they had in their family or something that some church that they went to or some favorite teacher said. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, we are to cast it down. And if somebody teaches, if I teach something that you don't necessarily agree with, don't, don't say, well, that's not true. Put it on the shelf. If it's not true, God won't, you know, he won't teach you any further. But if we say, I'm not going to receive that, then we are, we are cutting off God's ability to teach us the truth. And we need, to, we need to know the truth. We need to know the truth like we've never known it before because the world is full of all the negativity. Oh, Jesus. So I want to look at some of the traditions that are in the world and some of the traditions that are, have been accepted by the church. And then I'll share with you the tradition that I burned up. Glory to God. It goes on and on about the traditions that men hold on to that keep us in bondage. Okay, here's some of the world traditions. These these first two are things that are just rampant in the world right now. The first one is there's much discussion about what some call an alternative lifestyle. That God made them something 
other than a male or a female. But my word, my God says in Genesis 1.27, God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. That should re resolve the issue that is rampant in the world today. The next one is equally distressing. There seems to be a lot of discussion about when life begins in the womb. Jeremiah 1.15 in the New Living Translation says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb, before you were born. Psalm 139, 13 through 15, in the message, says, Oh, yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you, the days of my life all prepared before I'd even ever lived one day. That's why I believe the Lord, my little extra statement, time's up. Time's up to listen to that garbage in Jesus' name. Here's another one. The world and insurance companies call disasters an act of God. They should be saying it's an act of Satan. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from the Father of lights. The message says every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of heaven. Things that are happening in this world are not God doing them to us. In Jesus' name. And some in the world say, I'm disqualified. It's too late. I can't come to Jesus. I've just been so bad. How could God forgive me? John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. There is not a qualifier in that. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You may not feel righteous, you may not always act righteous, but God says you're righteous, and who are we going to believe? We are going to believe the Word of God, and we are going to start acting like the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People need to know that God loves them no matter what they've done before. Even the murderers, even the prostitutes, whoever. God says, I love them. He sent his only son, people. We can't allow the devil to put doubt in our mind about who we are. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. And there, here's this one. Some say God helps those who help themselves. I've heard that a lot. My Bible, among other things, in Psalm 46, 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Does that sound like he's not going to help you? I don't think so. Time's up, devil. Glory to God. Now let's look at some traditions in the church. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Half-truths. Like all things work together for good, and then they stop. Okay. You're saying that my baby died, and that's going to work together for good. Uh-uh. We got to read the whole thing. And I, I want to read it, started in verse, verse uh, 
26, I believe. Romans 8, 26. If you'll put that one up, that's a good one to listen. Watch. God wants us to get past traditions. I, I, since February the 6th, I, every time I listen to something, every time I read something, it's like God is saying, look what tradition has done to men. Look what men have not, have not done, Christians have not done to push back the devil. It's time for us to push back. It's time for us to tell the devil, time's up. Glory to God. Okay, so all things work together for good. But if you look at it starting in, I haven't gotten there yet. Verse 26, likewise the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God and we know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purposes. The Holy Spirit is in us praying for us. <clears throat> and when we allow the Holy Spirit in us to pray through us about situations, then we know what I, no matter what it looks like in the natural that God is working those things out for our good because we have prayed and because we love him. Amen. Glory to God. It's not all things work together for good. That is a lie straight from the pit of hell, and I am tired of hearing that spoken about my heavenly Father who loves us with every fiber of our being. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Another one is some say you never know what God's going to do. Oh, you just don't know, people. You know, it's above our understanding. Well, that's not what 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10 says. It says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard. There again, some just stop right there. Well, you just never know. Honey, you just never know. What God's going to do. Huh. I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. God is not keeping us in the dark, people. He has given us prophets today. We still have prophets today. And the prophets are telling us the heart of God. And the heart of God says, we win. And I say to the devil, time is up. I am tired of the devil running rampant over the people of God Almighty. Glory to God. But God has revealed them to us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things of God, yea, the deep things of God. God Almighty wants us to know. It doesn't matter what it looks like. He is working. Glory to God. And what Betsy said about it, this is the time for the revelation of it, however you said it. It's time, people, for us to wake up and realize who our enemy is. And it's not man. Jesus. Okay. Some say there's none righteous. No, not one. And that's another one where they just stop right there. You go to some churches and you hear messages like this. How can that be the good news? 
how can that be the gospel when you leave that church feeling beat down and destroyed? No. God is a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, sir, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, where they say there's none righteous, no, not one. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. God made our Lord and Savior, this sinless man, to be a sin offering on our behalf. And I'll tell you something else. It's just pure arrogance to think that God couldn't take care of your sin for you if you repent. That is arrogance to the height. Jesus. Well, God just couldn't forgive me. I beg your pardon. My God is a good God. And it's time the world heard that God is a good God. And it's time for the world to see the goodness that God has for us, his children, on us, because it says his, that people will come to him when they see the goodness of God. Well, it's time for us to receive the goodness of God and stop canceling out his goodness to us because of some stupid tradition that has been handed down to us over the years. I am, I am, what, it just is so in my heart. I see what happens, what is happening today because people don't realize the authority that they have in Christ Jesus. Okay, give me that. Okay. I believe, you may not believe with me, but I believe that this one is one of the most damaging beliefs in the church, that God is in control of everything. Hello. Adam and Eve... I'll give you a little lesson. Adam and Eve were given dominion of the earth. But they sold out to the devil. My Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. Those who don't believe. But we're not of this world. We live in the world, but we are not of this world. Praise God. Matthew 16, 19. This is Jesus speaking to us people. He says, and I, I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you shall bind on earth, you forbid to be done, shall be bound in heaven. I don't believe when we get to heaven, we're going to say, oh my goodness, I didn't realize that there wasn't sickness and disease up here. And I didn't realize that there's not poverty up here. No, honey, <laughs> the streets are gold. The gates are big, great big pearls. I mean, we're supposed to live on earth like it is in heaven. And he, Jesus himself said, I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Who has authority there? We do. Isn't it time we took authority back from the devil? He's pushed us around long enough. It's time for us to stand up and say, time's up. We have authority. Glory to God. 
There are many in the church that say Jesus has authority, but we don't have authority. Hello. He just left you down here to fend for yourself. It's okay. You're going to heaven. But while you're down here, you may live in poverty, or you may live in sickness and disease, or you just may, you just may not have any peace one day of your life. But honey, when you get to heaven, it's going to be so good. No, God said we're to have days of heaven on this earth. And I'm challenging every one of us to get off, get off the traditions that we may have been living in and get on with the word of God. And stand up to the devil toe-to-toe and tell him enough is enough. Thus far and no further. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He said uh, most of the church believes that Jesus has authority. We all do. But that we we don't have authority. Well, Jesus said in Matthew 18, 18, Verily I say unto you, Whatever you shall bind, forbid to be done, shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you shall loose on earth, what you permit to be done, shall be loosed in heaven. Jesus is seated at the right hand of God in heavenly places. Ephesians 1 tells us that. And guess who's seated with him? He's the head, but we're the body. I have never seen a head walking around by itself. If your head was cut off, your body would just fall over. Jesus needs us. He's the head, but we are his body. And it's time for us to take our authority back from the devil. Glory to God. James 4, 7 tells us to submit ourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That word flee, it means he will run from us as if in terror. Do you know the devil is scared to death of the body of Christ? And he has done nothing but put up smoke screens to make us think, oh, I just don't know what we're going to do. No. We have authority. We have God-given authority. We have keys of the kingdom of heaven. We are kings and priests. What does a king do in the natural? He doesn't say, oh, I got to go get some food. No, he says, bring me some food. He sits in his chair and commands to be done for him. And God wants us to see ourselves seated right there, commanding the demons of darkness to back off. In Jesus' name. You can tell I'm stirred up. I am stirred up. I stirred up. Amen. We did that, didn't we? Praise God. We have our authority. God promised us that he'd send us the Holy Spirit. We need to, when we approach the word of God, say to him, reveal to me yourself. Show me. Show me where I, where I need to, to work, what I need to do, what I need to say. The Holy Spirit was sent to us. He is not a spiritual hitchhiker in your life, people. He was sent to lead us and guide us into all truth. Glory to God. And he wants us to know we have authority. Back off, devil. Glory to God. Now I want to talk about my tradition. I know y'all have just been waiting with bated breath. (laughs) 
the Lord told me in October of 2021, he, he gives me something to, uh, to hold on to for, for the next year. He's been doing it with me for years. And in October of last year, he said to me, I, I didn't hear an audible voice. It was just something that rose up in me. I have kingdom authority. And I have kingdom access. And in that little box that I saw over here, I realized that I had not really believed that I have kingdom authority and kingdom access in every area of my life. Some areas, yes, but some areas, no. And the Lord's been teaching me and stirring me up. Take your kingdom authority. Take back from the devil what he has stolen from you. Make him pay sevenfold. And don't you give up. Don't you give up until you see it come to pass. Glory to God. And then I remembered Jeremiah 1, 9 and 10, and I want us to turn to that. This, Jeremiah was a young man. Didn't feel like he was qualified. And I guess there are those of us who may not feel qualified. But listen, listen, Jeremiah 1, 9 and 10. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. Does that sound like? Maybe he had authority. To, I set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down and then to build and to plant. And how was Jeremiah told he was going to do that? With the word of God in his mouth. Not with knives and swords and whatever is out there, but with the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are four things that needed to be pulled down before the building and the planting. And Jeremiah did it with the word of God in his mouth. And that's what God wants us to realize. We have, we have more word than any generation. You can go on the internet and pull up any translation you want to and meditate on it. You can pull up teachings day and night, 24-7 teachings of, of the word of God. We have it, people. We have that authority. We have been given authority just like Jesus had when he walked the earth. And the other day, I heard someone uh, reference Luke eleven twenty, And I looked it up. And Jesus said this. He said, if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. And I thought, Lord. It only took your finger to cast out the devil. Think about that. We've been given authority. We don't have to yell and scream at the devil for, for days and days and days. The finger of God, the word of God in our mouths, wasn't his arm, it wasn't his hand, but it was the finger. <laughs> Woo! Now that's power. Glory to God. So we've been given a powerful spiritual weapon. We've been given authority to decree and declare. Look at Job 22:28. It says, 
Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and the light shall shine upon your ways. A decree is an authoritative uh, order backed by law. Our decrees have authority when we align them with God's word. He backs them up. We are to decree and declare the word of God. We've been given authority to reign and rule in life. Romans 5.17 says that. He says we've been given grace and we receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness and we reign in life by one Jesus Christ. The Amplified says we reign as kings. It's God's grace that protects and delivers us from the enemy. God wants us to realize the authority that has been placed in our hands and release that authority with his word in our mouth. I heard Robin Bullock say this. He said, nothing spiritually can be done on the earth without the permission of man. We have authority because we have an earth suit. The devil wanted an earth suit. But we have authority. He has no authority except that given him by man. A spirit has no authority on earth without man's permission. The devil is not all-powerful. He is a defeated foe. Revelation 1.18 says, I am he that lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen, and have the keys of hell and of death. Jesus took the keys of hell and death away from the enemy. Glory to God. Colossians 2.15, and I so enjoy reminding the devil of this scripture. Colossians 2.15, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he, Jesus himself, made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. The message says he stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through the streets. I so enjoy reminding the devil that Jesus defeated him and I am enforcing his defeat and I stomp him in the ground, glory to God. And I tell him, time is up, glory to God. Glory to God. We've been given weapons to use against the enemy. Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Those two words, power, the first one, means authority, means delegated power. Jesus said, Behold, I give you authority, delegated power, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power, the dunamis power of the devil. We've been given the word of God. It's called a razor-sharp word. Ephesians 6, 17 says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Hebrews 4.12 says the word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the divide asunder of soul and spirit. We have the name of Jesus to destroy the enemy. Glory to God. Philippians 2.10, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. When you get up in the morning, just say, Jesus and see that the heavenly hosts, the whatever's on this earth and whatever's under the earth, has to bow their knee to the name of Jesus. And we can go forth with Jesus' name on our lips. Glory to God. Victory in our step. Glory to God. The armor of God on us. Hallelujah. 
taking hold of whatever God has for us to take hold of for that day. Hallelujah. And we have the blood of Jesus. It says, now in Christ Jesus, you who are sometimes far off, are made nigh by the blood of Jesus. We have the word. We have the blood. We have the anointing. 1 John 1.27 says, the anointing which you have received of him abides in you. Glory to God. People, we've been given everything we need. Jeremiah 1, 9 and 10. I, I kept thinking about that. God put his word in this young man's mouth. And he said, you're going to be able to defeat all the forces of the enemy with my word in your mouth. And how many times are we told in the word of God how important it is for us to speak the word of God. We're not to agree with the world. We're not to agree with what we see happening if it does not line up with the word of God. Put a watch over my mouth that I sin not against you should be our word every day. We're in training now to reign and rule with God in the future. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're kings and priests. Hallelujah. Revelation 5.10, he said, He's made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. The day is coming. Oh, glory to Jesus forevermore. When we're going to come back and reign and rule with the Lord Jesus. Peter knew this. 1 Peter 2.9 in the New American Standard says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellency of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We've been called out of the darkness. Right now, in this hour and in this day, we are the ones that are moving out of the season of preparation into the season of building and planting because God Almighty is showing us our authority. He is showing us the power that has been, how much, how much he, he, he has confidence in us. Think about that. He said, I'm giving you authority. Whew. We have authority in his name, with his blood, with his word. And the angels, Copeland said at the beginning of the year, he said, don't forget the ministry of angels. Send those ho a host of angels out on your behalf. Your ministering angels are there for you. Don't have them stand around hold, with their arms folded waiting for you to give them a command. Send them forth with the word of God. Oh, glory to God. We build and plant by putting the word of God in our hearts first and foremost. It is imperative that we get in the word for ourselves every day, not just on Sunday, not just on Wednesday, every day. I'm telling you, you don't have time not to get in the word every day. It is a matter of life and death for us to get in the word and to get ourselves built up in our most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We build and plant by putting the word in our, in our hearts, we plant those promises from God's word into the soil of our hearts. We call those things that be not as though they were. Don't let people intimidate you. But when they look at you and say, when you say, well, God meets all my needs according to his riches in glory, and they say, you don't have any money. What are you talking about? Don't let them back you down. Just like you said at first, 
Keep saying what the word says. Don't back down. We're not to back down. We're to get militant now. We, we're to be, we are the army of God. We are to tell the devil what for. He's pushed us long enough. He's pushed the body of Christ long enough. He's pushed this nation long enough. And it's time to push back. We're not, we're not dealing with people. We are dealing with the devil and all of his minions. And Jesus Christ, almighty God himself said, we have authority. And as for me and my house, we're taking our authority. I'm not allowing the devil to run rampant over me and my house. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. So we call those things that be not as though they were. We keep the word before our eyes. We meditate on it. We think on it. And we speak it. We have to speak it out loud. And here's another thing. When you pray, pray out loud. I'm just going to do a silent prayer. No. <laughs> Open that mouth and decree and declare glory to God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't care what you see in me. My God said I'm righteous. My God said he'd take care of me. My God says his angels have charge over me. You back up. Somebody come at you with a knife and you say, in the name of Jesus. Get bold. <coughs> Glory to God. <laughs> we don't have to be in the ministry to exercise authority over the devil. You don't have to be a Kenneth Copeland or Jerry Seville or whoever else out there reigning and ruling, using their rights. No, little Genevas. We have authority. Little Rosalinds. We have authority. Little Hildas and Johns. Well, John's a pastor. Can't count you two. <laughs> But we have authority just like they do. They're not going to be with you 24-7. There are going to be times when you're all alone. And the Holy Spirit's going to say, you have authority. I told you you have authority. Use the name of Jesus. Place the blood of Jesus over you and over your situation. And kick the devil out. Just stomp on him. Every time I think about that, I think about uh, Lucy's show long years ago. Lucy, uh, I love Lucy. And she and her friend were stomping grapes. <laughs> and that's what I think of. I th when I think about that, I think I'm stomping the devil in the ground like grapes. He better be afraid of us. Time's up. Time's up for the lies. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The word promises that the day will come when the God of peace shall bruise Satan under our feet. In the meantime, we have to take our authority. All of creation is longing to see us stand up and take our authority. We're not, we, we are not going to be ugly and mean to people. It's the devil using people. We are to deal with the devil. You're not going to get anywhere. You may get smacked down <laughs> coming against people. No. Go in your little prayer closet and deal with the devil coming, coming against people and using people. It's the devil. And we see how evil he is. 
we see he doesn't care one whit about anybody. And those people that are sold out to the devil, they're going to be mighty surprised when, they, when they're thrown in the pit of hell with him in darkness forever and ever. People need to know that God loves them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So let's tell the devil time's up. Remind him that we have authority over him because Jesus defeated him for us. We enforce his defeat. And I heard Mike Thompson say this the other day, and I thought, this is so appropriate. He said, let's give up our disqualifiers. Let's give up every little tradition that has kept us in bondage. I gave up the tradition when God told me, you, Geneva, have kingdom access. You, Geneva, have kingdom authority. Use your authority in every area of your life. We're to stop playing games with the devil. There are people to be, souls to be won. People need to know that God loves them. Glory to God. And Kenneth Hagin said this before he left. He said, the time would come when people will know. Hallelujah. When people will know their covenant and their authority, there shall arise a company in these last days when men will walk in the supernatural. When we will walk in the authority that has been given to us. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord God, thank you. Thank you for authority. And I trust you, Holy Spirit, to continue to show me and to show your precious people any area in our lives where we have allowed traditions to hold us back from what you have ordained for us to be and to do. Because now is the time for the world to see a church that's alive and vibrant and operating in the gifts of the Spirit. Glory to God. We thank you for it. We thank you that it is taking place in our midst in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I'm done.